Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. On this week's episode of Sweat, Grit and Hustle, I'm doing a short caffeine cast all about businesses and marriage. Now, what has business got to do with marriage, might you be thinking? Well, a week or so ago on one of my um, webinar with my group of ladies in property, one of them asked a very sensible question. I'm thinking of going into partnership with someone. What do I need to consider? And it's quite funny because, you know, one of the great things about starting your own business is the fact that you can choose the people you're going to work with. But if you're going to start that business with, say, a close friend, a family member, maybe somebody you used to work with, don't assume that it's all going to be smooth sailing just because you know each other. In some cases, it's going to be harder. So like a marriage, you know, we walk down the aisle, as it were, and we have wonderful expectations that everything is going to be brilliant. And it often is but as we know from statistics it often isn't and there are things you get with a marriage some people have prenuptials some people have agreements as to what's going to happen but ultimately usually when you get married to somebody it's because you've got some values in common they're the right person for you they're the right fit well in business that's not always the case I mean yes it's going to go a bit smoother if you share the same values You know, what are the rules for the business? What are you prepared to do and not do? Do you want your business to concentrate on being eco-friendly, for instance? Well, if the person you're going into business doesn't have that opinion, that's going to create the odd little rough waves. But even before you go into that, there's lots of other things to consider. So you might go into business in a partnership Or you might decide to do it as a limited company. There might be two of you. There might be more than two of you. So today is all about some of my tips of the things to consider when you are going to go into business with someone else. So as I've said, sharing the same values with the people you're going to go into business with is not a bad idea. It is definitely going to enable you, if you like, to have a better chance of success, less chance of discord, less conflict. Um, it's also possibly a great idea to go into business with people who've got complementary skills to you. What strengths do you each bring to the business? Because if you put together the right team and it covers the different bases, you know, sales and marketing, finance and operations, etc., then both parties or all the parties in the business can focus on what they enjoy and what they're good at. The worst thing you could end up doing is going into business with somebody else and you're doing things you do not enjoy because it's not going to be fun. And business, we want business to be fun as well. You might have got a track record and that's definitely an advantage, but not a necessity. So if maybe you've already worked with them, Maybe you've already run a business together previously and it's all gone really well. So you've handled challenges together in in a successful way. You've handled conflicts and you've had common goals. So if you've got somebody you've got a track record with, you're probably going to survive tougher times a lot easier. 
And if you've got experience of surviving tougher times with those people or that person, even better. So, you know, you're walking down the aisle with this business partner, you know, maybe you've got engaged, you've, you've sat there on coffee, you've on a piece of paper, on a napkin at the coffee shop, you've written down this brilliant business idea, you're getting engaged. Okay, now before you get married and make this formal, you might want to put in a prenuptial. So that's your agreements on what isn't isn't going to happen. And in business, there are certain formal documents you might want to put together. So if you're going to do a limited company, you will have what are known as articles of association. How are we going to operate the business? What are the rules? And that's something that gets registered with Companies House if it's a formal limited company or a limited liability partnership. Now, this is going to have everything in it from whether or not you need both people or multiple people to sign and agree for um, transactions, money to be withdrawn from the bank account. Or is it okay that only one of you needs to sign to take money out of a bank account? Who's going to look after the finances? You know, what controls do you want in place to ensure that everything that's going out of that business is done according to the things you've agreed? And we've also got the roles you're each going to play in that business. Are there certain roles and responsibilities that have to be done by each individual in order to get their payment of profit? And that's the same when it's a partnership so this is where you create a formal partnership, register it with HMRC. It's not company's house, it's not limited. Um, but that formal partnership is the same as a limited company's um, articles of association. So how does this business run? What are the rules? What do we each get out of it, etc., etc. Now, it sounds a bit, oh, we're about to go into a marriage and we're suddenly talking about rules. Well, yeah, because... You're expecting the best, but we want to plan for the worst. So here's the things to consider. What are your roles and responsibilities? Are there certain tasks you're going to do in that business? And if you don't do them, do you still get your equal share of the profit? If those rules aren't in your formal agreements, then if something goes wrong later on and maybe one partner in the business is, say, not working, and you're doing all the work, but you're sharing the profits equally, is that fair? Is that what you want to happen? I know I wouldn't. If I was putting all the effort in and nobody else was doing their share that was agreed, why on earth do I want to be sharing the profits with them? But if you don't have these things written down in your formal agreements, how do you resolve those later on if the rules aren't in place at the start? So we've got the rules around roles, responsibilities, how the business is run. We also want to have some rules around what happens in the event that somebody wants to leave. What if somebody's life path changes or their circumstances change and they decide they don't want to be in the business anymore? Are there rules about how you value the business? Is it market value? Is it an agreed amount of money? Do you get a, a discount if you buy your partner's shares off them? You know, how do you resolve the situation that one partner a few years down the road decides they want to don't want to do this anymore? And again, 
that's a bit like when a marriage has gone wrong. You know, everything's hunky-dory. You put up with a load of the crap from the partner while everything's going well. When it goes wrong, you know, little things start to niggle. In a marriage, that's like squeezing the toothpaste the wrong way, leaving the toilet seat up and not putting it down. Yeah, all of that stuff you put up with in the early days. But as as things go on, you start to get a bit disgruntled by some of this and it starts to get to you. And in a marriage, you you work you work that out or you don't. Well, in a business partnership, if you don't have those rules in place and one of you decides they're going because they can't work with the other anymore, how do you separate the company? Do you have to fold the company? Do you have to sell it? Is one partner allowed to buy the other out? Is one shareholder allowed to buy the other out? So they're the sorts of rules you're going to put into your articles of association and your formal partnership agreement. It's also the case that what we know in life, we are born, we get taxed, some of us get married, some of us get divorced, but ultimately we're all, we all, we are all born, we all get taxed at some point and at some point, hard as it is to hear, we die. So what happens if you've been in business with somebody and they suddenly are no longer here unexpectedly or something that was known about? How do you split the business? What are the rules for that situation? Because here's what could happen. If you don't have any formal rules outlined and one partner, say, passes away, uh, you know, effectively, their share of what you've got is going to go to whatever it says in their will or whatever is done according to law if they don't have a will, which could mean this. You could have been in business many years. You maybe have got lots of assets. If you're in a, a property company, for instance, you're going to build assets in this company, And suddenly, without knowing it, you've been in business with somebody whose values were the same. You had a track record together. You managed conflict together. You'd got your roles and responsibilities agreed and everything was brilliant. But the people that inherit your partner's share of the business maybe don't have the same values. Maybe they don't want to do the roles and responsibilities. And maybe they don't even want the business anymore. Well, that means you could be forced into selling the business to pay them out if you don't have these rules in place. Whereas if you get a ruling that says, you know, if one partner passes away, is no longer here, maybe there's a rule that the company can't be forced to sell if it would be financially detrimental to either party, for instance. Maybe there's a rule that if one partner passes away, that their inheritors don't automatically get to work in the business. And I know this sounds really horrible, guys, but as the title of this podcast suggests, we expect the best, but we plan for the worst. So what are the rules of your business in those events? You know, do you get a certain amount of time to buy the partner out or the partner's estate out? Do you um, do you have to pay them full market value or is it an agreed price? Do you get to buy them at what they bought in for? And then, you know, if you suddenly got to take on all the roles and responsibilities, what are the result, the, the rules about you being paid for that? Because maybe you've now got to pick up the bookkeeping. Maybe you've now got to pick up some extra admin. 
and the business might not be in the position to pass that out to somebody else. If you don't have something that says, yes, you can be paid money for the work that you do effectively as recompense, salary or a consulting fee, then what will happen is you'll be doing that work. You'll be getting paid nothing for that work and the profits will be split according to the profit share that you originally had which means now the other party is getting half the profit, doing none of the work. You're getting your profit. But when you equate that back to an hourly rate for the work you're doing, you might even find that you're getting paid less than minimum wage. So, you know, think about the roles and responsibilities and the rules. And then obviously we've talked about partnerships. We've talked about limited companies which one is right for you and your business partner? And, you know, it may be that you want to put the the partnership into a formal limited wrapper to protect you, especially if you're taking lending out. You know, we want to put some wrappers in there that help protect everything else you've got outside of that. And as we've said at the start, it might be your best friend. It might be somebody you've known at school do not just rely on a handshake and a verbal agreement because when things are great, they're great. When things are not so great and you can't resolve that conflict, it can get pretty choppy. So make sure those decisions are in writing, in your formal partnership agreement, in your articles of association if you're limited, or at worst case, in a formal documented memo or letter that is part of the business documentation. And then my last little tip for you is be honest with each other. You know, have have your meetings, make sure you're meeting regularly, but be prepared to be honest. We don't want to hurt our business partner and we don't want to cause more problems than the problems we've already got. But in order for a partnership to work, just like a marriage, Both of you or all of you, if there's more than two, must feel comfortable about sharing your opinions and being able to go through any disagreements that arise rather than sweeping the concerns under the table. Because all that leads to is bitterness and resentment and that can not only destroy your business, it can destroy a friendship or a family relationship. So be excited Have those rose-tinted glasses on, but be realistic. You are likely to come across situations that will need some tough discussions, some tough decisions, and things do not always go right. And one day, you might wake up and get really cheesed off because your business partner is doing the equivalent of leaving up the toilet seat, not doing their fair share of the housework chores, or squeezing the toothpaste in the wrong place. So have a brilliant week, everybody. Go do something fun. Go think about who you're going into business with and ask yourself this. Would you marry them? Because maybe that'll give you an indication as to whether they're the right person to go into business with, because that's what you'll be doing. I will see you next time. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com.